Blog Talk Radio. All right, all right, all right, all right. This is Watchman on the Wall. This is Elder G. Bazaar coming to you from Warren, Ohio. Greetings, my fellow co-workers and the saints of the living God, those that's listening in tonight. I appreciate you listening in to the Word of God. That's the only thing I know right now that's going to straighten the word, straighten the world out in the condition that it's in. And we know that we're living in the last days, and we know that Jesus Christ is coming soon. We know that the rapture is right around the bend. I want you to get your arm ready. Get arm yourselves in the Holy Spirit. Arm yourselves in the faith of God. Arm yourselves in the love of God, because the world is on its last leg. I'm here not to tell you a lie. I'm not here to tell you to compromise with you. I'm going to tell you the truth. The Lord Jesus Christ is who he say he is, for he is Alpha and Omega. He's the beginning and he's the end. He's the first and he is the last. And I'm here to let you know, amen, I'm preaching the gospel of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ, and that's it. Nothing else I know. I don't know no other name. I don't know no other deity. But Jesus Christ is God Almighty in the flesh, and he's coming back to the earth. For what? He's coming back to judge the world. The world is going under judgment after a while. Amen. And we can see the judgment crossing the land of America. Tornadoes, storms, killing, murder, rape. Oh, it's, it is awful. It is it's so bad. This is a part of judgment. This is part of why the world is in such shape. It's in the day because people have rejected. They have tried to eliminate the almighty God, but they can't do it because he was here before you got here, and when you dead and gone, pushing up daisies in the Oakwood Cemetery, guess what? God will still exist. Amen. There's no big eyes, and there's no little you's in the kingdom of God. If you're in the kingdom of God, the Bible said we're all God's children through what? The blood of the cross. If you have not been born again, you're not a child of God. No, 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 no. You're a child of the devil. If you don't know Jesus Christ, there's only two there are only two ways you can be. You can be a saint of God or you can be a child of the devil. You can be a child of God or you can be a child of Satan. There ain't no scoffing defense, ain't no half and half. Either you're real or you're not real. Either you for God or you're against God. There's no other way. Why? Because Jesus Christ is the only one, the only one that died and suffered on Calvary Cross. There's no other man died like Jesus. There's no other man that died for my sins but Jesus Christ. And I know that men have died on the cross in the ancient of times in the Roman government. They hung them on the cross. But when they hung Jesus on that, ooh-wee, Satan, if Satan only knew, he didn't know by hanging Christ on the cross to humanity because humanity did not receive him. If he knew that what he'd give himself into, he never would have crucified the Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. But thank God he didn't know. He didn't know who he Although God created, Satan didn't know that God had some point, and God still got some point. And what he got for him, he put the cross woo, on Golgotha's heel. They nailed him to a cross. And Satan said, I'm going to get rid of this dude. This dude is messing me up. This man is doing too many miracles. This man is real. This man is authentic. I know who this man is. This man is God Almighty in the flesh. And I'm going to have to tell the world that he's not son of God. I'm going to have to tell the world 
that uh, this this crucifixion was a fake. I'm going to tell the world that he didn't come back from the grave, but he's a lying wonder. He's a liar and the father of all lies. He's a conniver. He's a trickster. He's a Beelzebub. He's a dragon. He's a polyon. He's a destroyer. He's Abaddon. He's the wicked fallen angel of all times that used to be named Lucifer. Sloop for Lucifer fell from heaven because he wanted to take over God's stead. He wanted to rule the heavens. He wanted to rule the stars and the moon. He wanted to rule the galaxies and the quasars, but he couldn't do it. God cast him out to the earth. And when he cast him out, Satan said, I'm going to go down here on earth and I'm going to screw it up. I'm going to mess it up. And guess what? He's doing it. He's doing it. Not because God allowed him to do it, but because man subject to him are worshiping Satan more than worshiping God. There's more people they worshiping the devil than they worshiping God. And the world is so messed up because they don't know God. If you know God, there wouldn't be no killing. If you know God, there wouldn't be no hating and, and, and the bigotry and rape. If you knew God, people wouldn't be doing the thing they're doing today. And I'm telling you, that's in church, out of church, around the church, at the bottom of the church. It's down at the bars. It's down at the football game. People are going mad. They are trying to escape the judgment. But there is no escape. The only escape that you can escape, escape the bowels of hell and the destruction of hell, the only way you can, come on, come on now, this is what the Bible says, there is no other name given under heaven whereby men can be saved in the name of Jesus Christ. Your soul got to be saved, got to be saved. You've got to accept Jesus Christ before you even think about going to heaven. Because that's the only way you can get to heaven. You can't get to heaven on your works, on your looks, on your status quo, on your PhD or your CD. You cannot get to heaven no other way but by Jesus Christ. Listen to what the Word is saying. The Word is saying what? At the name of Jesus, everything's going to bow. At whoo, every tongue is going to confess that what? Jesus Christ is Lord God Almighty in the flesh, died on the cross, suffered and died, went down in the grave, preached to those in prison, came up on the third day morning. This is ever bizarre, telling you the truth, nothing but the truth. So help me, Lord God Almighty. Let's bow our heads. Eternal Father, we thank you for this afternoon. We thank you for this evening. We thank you for your word. We ask you right now in the name of Jesus. Lord, use my lips to pray that I might speak your word. Let me walk the walk and talk the talk. Let me tell the people now it's time to get right with God. Jesus Christ is soon to rapture the church. Woo! Yes, he is. Don't let nobody fool you. I'm telling you, I'm telling you, I'm telling you, I'm going to tell you until I drop over dead. Jesus Christ is on his way back to this earth shortly. And we can see it. We can feel it. We can hear it. We can look at it. We can even, ooh, we don't have to even open our eyes to see what's going on. But thank God. Thank God Almighty, Jesus Christ died 2,000 years ago, came back from the grave, and now he's got power enough to save you to the uttermost, <clears throat> save you from sin, death, hell, and the grave, save you from being tormented forever and ever and ever and ever for what? What you going to be tormented for? The reason you're going to be tormented if you miss the cross. If you miss Jesus Christ, if you deny Jesus Christ, if you ignore Jesus Christ, and you die in your sins, 
You die lost. You die unregenerated. You die without the redemptive plan. You die without the shed blood of Jesus Christ in your life, walking in the Holy Spirit, lifting up the name of Jesus, letting the people know, look, church, church, church time is almost out. Church time is almost out. The Bible says there shall come a falling away first before the man who sinned be revealed. And let me tell you, church folks are falling away from what? The cross, not the church building. Amen. Just because you don't go to church, that don't mean you don't fall away from Christ. Amen. Christ is in you. Christ walks in you. Christ is what? The head of the church. And we are the body. And he don't call us out of darkness into into the marvelous light. Now, if the rapture of the church would happen tonight, if it would happen tonight, listen, and you are not saved, you have not been sanctified, you have not repented of your sins, you have not been justified, you have not called out and confessed the Lord Jesus Christ with your mouth and believed with your heart that he raised him from the dead, if you don't have that commitment or that dedication or that, 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 that commitment that you say you have, and the rapture and the trumpets blow, and you are not saved, you will be left here on the planet, on planet Earth, 25,000 miles in circumference, spinning at 17.4 miles a second, causing it to be into minutes, days, hours, years, months, and millenniums, and, and, and centuries. Now is the time for us to wake up world. Wake up, church. Wake up, preachers. Wake up, deacons. Wake up, choir members. Wake up, doorkeeper. The Lord God Almighty planning to do what pretty soon? He's planning to come and get his body. His body will never see the tribulation period. The tribulation period is almost ready to occur because they tell me in the last days, the great falling away. The falling away from what? the blood of Jesus Christ, the falling away from the cross, falling away from the resurrection, falling away from the, 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 the return of Jesus Christ and the love of Jesus Christ and the mercy of Jesus Christ and people are going on doing what they want to do. They're doing what they want to do. They don't care nothing about nothing. But Brother Bazaar is here today to tell you, get ready. Get ready. Please get ready. Please get ready. We're coming from the Word of God tonight. We will be covering some things. I'll be talking about some things over and over again. I've been doing it for 57 years, and let me tell you, I've been making a lot of repeats, telling you time after time and hour after hour, days after days, years after years. I've been telling you, he's coming, he's coming, he's coming. Why? Because men have come so corrupt and so abominable and so disbelieving and so smart that the world has lost its mind. And I'm here to tell you, you better get ready. Because the next event, the biggest event that's going to strike this earth pretty soon is the rapture. And there is a rapture. There's a rapture as sure as you're born. There's a rapture during the time of the flood. How, how you say that, preacher? Because when Noah got inside the boat, he was inside the boat, and there was a flood up on the earth, and the water lifted up what? It lifted up the ark above the water. He was raptured from earth by water in the ark, and they floated on the ark for one whole year. That's a that's a symbolic of the rapture. Enoch, the seventh one from Adam, 
he would rap you. Elijah, Elijah would wrap you up in a chariot. Listen to what I'm saying. Listen to what I'm saying. And then we got Isaiah that would wrap you. He said, the year that Uzziah died, I also saw the Lord high above the seraphims and seraphims. Egypt was caught by the locks of his hair. Good God Almighty. God has already given us a prelude and given us an example and given us an illustration of the rapture getting ready to occur. God is going to remove his sanctified ones. He's going to remove the born-again believers that have accepted Jesus Christ as his personal Savior. He's going to remove every human being on the planet that have been born again, sanctified. He's going to catch them up in a moment of a twink in an eye. The dead in Christ is already passed on. Shall hear the voice of the Son of God, and we that remain alive shall be called to meet the Lord in the air, so shall we ever be with the Lord, comfort one another with these words. Nobody's talking about the rapture anymore. Amen. They ain't talking about it, but let me tell you, I'm getting ready to leave here. I'm getting ready to go. I'm getting ready. I got my bags packed. I got my ticket in my heart, which is what? The cross, the blood, the shed one, the resurrection is in my heart by the Holy Spirit, and I'm looking for the blessed hope of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. Yes, he's coming. The next event I'm telling you is the rapture. The devil knows this. The devil knows he ain't got nothing but a short time. And that's why he's raising hell now. He's raising the hell through the church. He's raising hell down at the big joint and gambling den. He's raising hell everywhere he goes. He's trying to wipe out the whole humanity. Yeah, he's trying to kill everybody on this planet. He wants to annihilate God's creation, but he can't do it. Oh, I know what he's thinking. All his demons and all his cohorts and all his demonic, uh, diabolical demons are saying that we are they're winning. They're not winning. They're losing. They're losing. They're losing. They done lost a long time ago when he was cast out of heaven. Now man done joined up with Lucifer and said, well, we are going to stay here. We are going to straighten this earth out. But let me tell you something. There is no way, no way man can change this world. No man going to change this world. The only one that can change this world, and it has to be done by the cross of Christ, you got to have a changed life. And every human being going to have to have a changed life before this world can be changed. Because as long as man is in sin and under the bound of Satan, and Satan is ruling their lives, and they're having fun, 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 they're gambling, they're cheating, they're backbiting, committing adultery, homosexual, and all kinds of sins are being made by Lucifer. Guess what? And they will be straightened out. That's why it took the blood of Christ. Jesus Christ is the only one going to straighten it out. And I'm here to tell you, amen. I'm still on the rapture of the church. I'm still on the Antichrist, which is alive today. He's alive and he's waiting in the wing. Pretty soon he will come on the horizon. He will be here. He's already on earth now. He's alive today. Amen. He's alive today. And he is the king. Uh-oh. How do you know that, preacher? I read God's word. I study God's word. I prayed to God and said, Lord, show me, show me that I can tell the people. And all of them said, well, you, well I, I, don't, I don't understand it. That's right. You don't understand it because to understand God's word, you got to be what? You got to be saved. You got to be sanctified. You got to be living for God. And you got to mean what you say and say what you mean because let me tell you, 
Juan Carlos's son, which is named King Felipe. And I'm talking what I know, and I know what I'm talking. King Felipe, which is the king of Spain. And the king of Spain is the 11th horn spoken by Daniel Prophet. The other 10 horns are spoken is known as the European Common Market. The European Common Market is known as NATO. They exist today, and the level horn is here. And in 2014, King Filippo throne was to, was given to uh, given to him by his father, and he's been the king of Spain for last to, to 2014 until his present day. And he's waiting for one event that's soon to happen, which will come under the seventh feast day of the Jewish feast days. The Jewish feast days are seven days or seven feast days that has to be fulfilled. And all four of them have been fulfilled. And the next one is to be fulfilled. It's called the Feast of the Trumpet. And the Feast of the Trumpet will be fulfilled in the year 2023 in September. September is known as the Feast of Trumpets. And then after the Feast of Trumpets, we got the Feast of Yom Kippur, which is October. And after Yom Kippur, we got the Feast of Tabernacles, which represent the millennium reign. The Yom Kippur, or the Day of Atonement, represents the second coming of Jesus Christ. The Feast of the Trumpet represents the rapture of the church. The rapture of the church will happen. And after the rapture of the church, seven years later, after the rapture of the church, seven years later, the feast of Yom Kippur will occur. That was that is when Jesus Christ will come back to this earth and put his feet on the top of the Mount of Olives, and he will bring the Jews back into the land, which they already are. And by them being in the land of, of Jerusalem and being in Israel, God is going to reveal to them for the last 2,600 years, you have rejected the true Messiah, but I'm going to appear on the top of Mount of Olives. And when I appear on the top of the Mount of Olives at the end of the seven-year tribulation, I will hold my hands towards the heaven, and you shall see the nail prints in my hands and the nail prints in my feet, and you will say, well, and you will ask me, where did you get your wounds? And, ye, and Jesus Christ will say, from the household of my friends, I got it from the Jewish people. But I'll tell you one thing, it's not only the Jews that crucified him, but the Jews were the one that led him to be crucified. And the Gentiles is guilty as the, Gen, as the Jews are, because the Gentile nations have rejected the only true king of kings and the Lord of lords. They have rejected the crucified one. They have rejected the one that came down through 42 generations and took upon him a body. And this body, amen, the, the Lord God enclosed himself, incarnated himself, and Jesus Christ is God in the flesh, wrapped up in human flesh, and he was a human man, but he had no sin, no sin nowhere. He was sinless, but he became a sin offering. <clears throat> Jesus Christ became a sin offering. He paid the penalty of sin. And by him paying the penalty of sin, guess what? He came back from the grave after three days in the heart of the earth. He went to hell. He went to Sheol. He went to uh, paradise. He went to every place in the bowels of the earth except the lake of fire. And that lake of fire is Gehenna. He went to the bottomless pit and preached to those in prison and the fallen angels. And he told them, victory, victory, victory is mine. He got up on the third day morning, and he's coming back to 
to judge the world in righteousness. Don't let nobody fool you. I don't care if you was born yesterday or three, three years ago or 40 years ago. That ain't got nothing to do from ending Jesus Christ and coming back. You understand what I'm saying? Bobby said, well, I want to finish high school. I want to graduate. I want to get mad. You ain't got no time for that because the time is short and the day is far spent. You're going to be talking about the 144,000. 144,000 Jews that God has already arranged. He's got them together. Amen. And they're going to come and preach the first three and one half years. That's the tribulation period. That's the seventh week spoken by Daniel the prophet. That is the time that Apostle Paul said the Lord shall do a short work upon the earth. In other words, he's going to do something real quick. And that short week is called the seven-year tribulation. Hallelujah. God is going to do something like he's never done before because it's the close of the end time. I'm not talking about the end of the world. I'm talking about the end of the church age because when the church is raptured up, that will be the end of the church age. But there's still seven more years after the church has been raptured up, and it's called the seven-year tribulation. And then there's a, there's a thousand-year uh, 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 millennium to be fulfilled after the the, the uh, rapture of the church and then the second coming of Jesus Christ, he will come back. He will come back. What? To the earth. Christ is going to come back and step on the top of the Mount of Olives and start the millennium reign of Jesus Christ for 1,000 years. And those that came through the tribulation period in their natural body is going to repopulate the earth, and God is going to give man one more time, Woo! one more 1,000 years, God is going to test man under the Holy Spirit. And he's going to prove to man there's one sin you can't blame on the devil. There's one sin you can't blame on demons and, and, and cohorts and, and satire. There's one sin, and that one sin is unbelief because man has his own belief. Man is going to see Christ in the millennium reign. They're going to see the nail prints in his hand. They're going to talk with him and talk with him and live with him for a thousand years. And that thousand years, at the end of the thousand years, Satan is going to be let loose. And those that didn't receive Jesus Christ during the time of millennium reign, they tell me fire is going to come down on heaven, out of heaven on them and destroy them all. And God said, I'm going to prove to man. I'm going to prove to man that he's totally depraved. He's sick. He's sick from his head all the way down to his feet. He's a sick puppy. And God said, I can make you well if you will come to my Savior. If you will come to me, I will change your life. If you will repent and believe on the Lord Jesus Christ, the Bible says, thou shalt be saved. We're going to talk about what? We're going to talk about the mark of the beast and the Bitcoin. We're going to talk about the two witnesses that's going to take place in the latter three and one half years of the tribulation period. We're going to talk about the whole return of Jesus Christ, which is found in the 19th chapter, 11 verse of Revelation, when the sky literally opens up. Uh-oh, uh-oh. What you talking about, preacher? I'm talking about the sky itself going to roll back like a scroll. If you don't believe me, read the 19th chapter, the 11th. A delivered verse in the book of Revelation. Jesus Christ comes back on a white horse. In the beginning of time, he came riding through Jerusalem on the coat of an ass. He comes riding on a donkey. But this time he's going to ride on a white horse. And the church will whoo, be behind him. And they are going to rule and reign on the earth. We're going to talk about the millennium reign of Jesus Christ. When Christ actually sets his feet 
on the top of Mount of Olives. And from the time he sets his feet on the top of Mount of Olives, he is going to rule the world under a theocracy government. But before he can rule the world, he's going to put Satan, Satan, the devil, bells above, the old cohort, the old satire, the Leviathan, the, the, the old dragon, the old devil, the one that caused the condition of the world that is in now. He's out to kill, rob, and destroy. And he's destroying people's lives. He's killing people. And he is he's, he's using them as a piece of meat. He's eating them up. He's eating their flesh up because sin will eat your flesh up. It will eat you up and damn your soul into hell if you don't repent of your sin. I'm here to tell you the truth, nothing but the truth. Look at here. In the Bible, it gives us some information on these end times. In the Bible, let's see what it says. In the fourth chapter of St. James, in the fourth chapter of St. James, Apostle James writes these words. He says, from hence, from whence come wars and fighting among you? Come they not hence, even of your lusts? that war in your members. When believers look to any other than the cross, listen, when believers look to anything but the cross, strife is the result. Once again, only solution for the problem which beset every Christian is that we understand all things come to us from God through the cross making the cross the object of our faith, gives the Holy Spirit latitude to work within our hearts in, in order that we might live, that we might live the life we ought to live in this present evil, adultery, abomination world. To live a Christian life, you've got to be born again. To live a Christian life, you've got to grow in Christ. To be an example of Jesus Christ in your life, you've got to grow. You've got to go through some trials and tribulations. You've got to be, huh, come on now. There ain't nobody told me that this road was going to be easy. Uh-uh. And I'm not going to turn back because there ain't nothing back there. There's nothing worthy in this world to lose your soul and die and go to hell. Jesus Christ said, what profit a man to gain the whole world? If you had a million dollars sitting in front of you and had cars and houses, listen, had everything that your heart desired, every materialistic thing you had sitting right in front of you, And you just enjoy. You just, you just, you just crave to get pleasure. You just crave to get desires. You get crave to try to have a good time. And guess what? You have all this money, have all the women, have all the cars, have all, all the houses, and you got cattle, and you got oh my God, you just got everything you want to desire. And guess what? If you would die, if you would die without repenting and turning from sin, turning from sin, and believe on the Lord Jesus Christ. Now, I'm not talking about a Christian. I'm talking about an unrepentant sinner. 
and you die, you are directly going to hell. Hell is not the lake of fire. Hell is a place where all the wicked die and wait there for the final judgment. Hell is not no purgatory place. Hell is a place where the wicked dead descend into the bowels of the earth. That's where hell is. Hell is in the bowels of the earth. Hell is in this, uh, uh, hell itself is in the bowels of the earth. Now, I've said that three times. Now, it's in the bowels of the earth. That means it's down. It's down underneath the earth. And every soul that dies from Genesis to Revelation, Every soul that die without knowing who God is, knowing who Jesus Christ is in the Old Testament, people believe in, in the future. In, in the New Testament, we believe in the past because it's been 2,000 years ago, and that's past. But Jesus Christ came down here and died, and when he died, he gave, he gave us power to become the sons of God through the shed blood and his resurrection. So I'm telling you right now, Every soul that died without Jesus Christ will come to the final judgments of God found in the book of Revelation, the 20th chapter. The 20th chapter, Jesus says, I see a great white throne, and he that sitteth on him, the earth fled away. That is what you call the judgment of all the wicked dead. All the lost will be resurrected at the end of the millennium reign. And when they stand up before the great white throne, the earth will flee away and they will be suspended in the mid of the universe. And God Almighty will sit on his throne and he will judge the wicked for the works that they have done. Everything that they've done, all the works that they've done. And the works that they've done, God ain't had nothing to do with it because it was the works of the devil. They disbelieved that Jesus Christ is the Savior of the world. And by that, they will be found at the great white throne. And books will be opened, and another book will open, and then the Lamb's book will be opened. And the thing that was done in, in their lives will be found in the book. And there's a book of life. And it said, those that's not found in the book of life shall be cast into a hell fire. Oh, yeah, there's a hell. Oh, yes, there's a hell, brothers and sisters. I'm not telling you no jokes. I'm not telling you, I'm not trying to be funny. I'm not trying to be revengeful because I I, I, I resent. I, 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 I hate for somebody to go to hell. You can be my worst enemy. The only ones I really want to, I know that's going to hell, that's the devil and his angels and all his Nephilim and all his wicked spirits that he has conjured up. But I tell you, for, for, for me to say, I'd like to see a human being go to hell, it, oh, I can't stand it. I can't stand it. I can't stand it. I can't stand it because it is real. It is genuine. And only, I can't stop you from not going to hell. The only one can stop you is Jesus. Buddha can't do it. Shintoism, Baptism, Catholicism, Nazarene. Ain't no denomination, ain't no religion can stop you from going to hell. The only one that can stop you, and I know it for a fact, I know it for a fact, Jesus. Jesus the Christ. Jesus the Son of God. Jesus the Lily of the Valley. Jesus the Rock of my salvation. Jesus my high power. Jesus is the love of my soul. 
He did it all through his blood. For without the shedding of blood, there is no remission of sin. Somebody had to shed some blood, and that was only Jesus Christ. So this is what it says. From whence war comes and fighting among you. Listen to what verse 2 says. Ye lust and have not. Ye kill and desire to have and cannot obtain. Such a person is not looking to God, but rather operating from self-will. The world will kill refers to destroying the reputation of another in order to gain advantage and to do so by slander. You fight and war, yet you have not because you ask not. This refers to believers who little who little seek the Lord for anything, but rather depend upon other sources other than irregular to say at the least. People are dependent upon their ingenuity and their education and, and to acquire uh, 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 the materialistic things of the world, but they won't. They, they, they won't. They, they won't get into the soul that they have. Uh, uh, I got a soul uh, that's within me. I got a soul that lives in this body. I got a spirit that lives in this body. And the world today, the world today, is not interested in soul saving. The churches are not interested in soul saving. The church is not interested in a holy living and sanctified living and loving one another and taking care of each other and compassion upon each other. The world, the church, some of the churches are not concerned about that. And because they're not concerned of that, they're fighting and they're having wars amongst themselves. They're doing things out of order. They're doing things on their own will. The Spirit of the Lord is not there because wherever the Spirit of the Lord is, there is liberty. Liberty what? Liberty to live right. Liberty to talk right. Liberty to walk right. Liberty to help people and love people and sacrifice your your, your time and your effort and your, and your talent to help somebody travel this journey, to encourage people. That's what God has called us to do. He's called us to be a light of the world. And he said, as long as I'm in the world, I am the light of the world. And he said, men love darkness rather than light because their deeds are evil. And that's what we're going through now. The evil man is consistently every day. Somebody done got killed every day. Somebody done been in a car wreck every day. Somebody dying in a hospital every day. Somebody going to prison every day. Somebody's been shot at every day, every hour, every minute, every second, and it's continuing on, and it's increasing. It's increasing. Listen to what it says. This re- this refers to believers that seek the Lord for seek the Lord for anything, but rather depend upon their own sources of irregular to say at the least. Third verse says, Ye ask and receive not, because you ask amiss, that ye may consume it up on your lust. Such person is not asking in the will of God, but rather his or her own selfish desire. We got some this is a selfish generation. People are greedy. People are selfish. People are envious. People are jealous. People are are so confused on the signs of the time. We're living in the very last hour, in the minute of the second of the great return of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. Jesus Christ tells us to be ready. He said, I come as a thief in the night. 
Jesus said that. I come as a thief in the night. The world is not looking for the return of Christ. They ain't looking for it. And especially church folks, they should be out on the street telling people, get ready for the Lord Jesus Christ is coming. Get ready, man. Quit all this just hanky-panky, this yanking at each other, fighting against God. Jesus Christ is getting ready to rapture the church, man. Get ready. Come and fall on your sin, bend the knees, and repent of your sins, and call upon the name of the Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. Ye ask and ye receive not, because ye ask to miss, that ye may consume in your lust. Fourth verse says, ye adulterers and adulteresses, ye know not that the friendship of the world is imminent with God? Present James is using the same terminology as Paul in Romans 7, 1 through 4. The believer is to look exclusively to Christ and the cross regarding all his needs to look elsewhere or rather for one's faith to be placed in the other than the cross presents the person as committing spiritual adultery. Uh-oh. Uh-oh. There is physical adultery and there is spiritual adultery. Adultery. If you call yourself a Christian and you're looking for the materialistic things of the world, you're looking 110% for education, you're looking 110% for it to be prosperous, you're looking for 110%, guess what? You're an adulterer. You're an adulteress. You're committing a spiritual adultery on the Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. Your first love, your first love should be Jesus Christ and Him only. You should have no other no other person to call on or relent to but Jesus Christ because he is the author and finisher of your faith. He is the one that died for you. He is the one that suffered for you. He is the one that gave up his life and was what? Crucified, crucified, died, hung on a tree, a cruel tree, nails in his hands. Nails in his feet, a purest side, a crown of thorns upon his head. They wagged their heads. They, they, they spit at him. They kicked him. They whipped him 39 times. They say, well, we don't, we don't whoop him enough. We can't hit him 40 times because we'll kill him. But they hung him anyhow. And when they hung him, he didn't say a mumbling word. He said, Father, Father, forgive them, for they don't know what they're doing. He said, my God, my God, why hast you forsaken me? God turned it back on himself and let him feel the whole wrath of himself. He took the wrath of God himself through Jesus Christ because he's one God, the Father, the Son, and the Holy Ghost. The whole God is in one, not three, not two, but one God, one baptism. One heaven, one hell. You got you you got many of the years to go through this life and make two choices. You can choose to receive Christ or you can choose to reject Christ. If you choose to receive Christ, your home will be in glory. If you choose to reject Christ, your home will be in hell. Because the Bible tells me all those that believe not, all those that turn their back on the Lord and say to Jesus Christ, 
all those that have all kinds of different religions and ways to try to reach God will end up in hell because no other man can get to God, no other woman can get to God but by Jesus Christ. Jesus Christ said, I am the way, the truth, and the life. No man can get to the Father but by me. That's what I'm talking about. I'm talking about when Jesus Christ came, he come to die. He come to save and seek those that are lost. He didn't come for the righteous. He came for those that were sinners. And the Bible says we all, A-L-L, are born in sin and shaped in iniquity. We all have come short of the glory of God. We all are doomed for hell except for Jesus Christ. Thank God for him. I praise his name. I give him the glory. I give him the thanks. I give him everything I got. Ain't nothing in this world can turn me around. Why? Because let me tell you, for heaven, heaven I gain, and for hell I shun. This is what it says. President James is using this terminology. The believers to look for the scripture to Christ and the cross. Regarding all his needs to look elsewhere, or rather for one faith to be placed in that other than the cross, presents the person as committing spiritual adultery. Know ye not that the friendship of the world is, you know, you know you're an enemy of God if you love the world. The Bible tells us, love not the world, neither the things in the world. If you love the world, the love of the Father is not in you. And the Bible says the, the, the world and everything there will fade away. Everything in the world will be burned up. Everything will be liquidated. Everything will go up in smoke. When that the Bible says, what you going to profit if you can gain the whole world and then lose your soul? Because your soul is the only thing you can own. Your soul is the only thing that will last forever. And there's a place where you have to spend eternity if you don't receive Jesus Christ. There's a place where you can spend eternity if you receive Christ. If you reject Christ, hell will be your home, and your residence will be with the wicked. And a lot of people say, well, I'm a good person. I don't smoke. I don't drink. I don't lie. I don't cheat. I don't steal. I go to church. I sing in the choir. I'm a doorkeeper. I'm a janitor of the church. You do all the clerical work in the church. You're there on time. You do that. You do that, but you never, you never have repented of your sins and accept Jesus Christ as your sin. You never have. And your works will never get you to heaven. You're saved by faith, by grace, not we ourselves, least any man should boast. If a man seek to be justified by the law, he's fallen from grace. If you think the law can save you, you're falling from grace. It's not the law that can save you. It's not your good works that can save you. It's the blood of Jesus Christ. It's the atonement of his death. It's the atonement of his resurrection. It's the atonement of his coming back again and receiving the church. If you have not been washed in the blood of the Lamb, guess what? The devil got you. The devil got you, and he knows he got you. And you think you're all right. You're cussing, you're lying, you're cheating, you're backbiting, you don't read your Bible, you don't pray. You're all wrapped up in yourself. You're trying to have fun. You want to go to parties. You want to go to Las Vegas. You want to do everything to try to get some kind of pleasure. But let me tell you, that pleasure ain't going to melt a hill of beans. When you stand before the shut me see the Christ, there's a lot of Christians 
going to be standing before the judgment seat of Christ. That is, that's at the rapture. Apostle Paul talks about that in Corinthians, about your works for the Christian. If your works is good, it's gold, silver, and brass. If it's evil or bad, it's wood, hay, and stubble. And he said, you're going to suffer loss. If it's hay, hay, stubble, and wood, you're going to suffer loss, but yet your soul shall be saved. So when salvation comes, it comes by faith in Jesus Christ, not by your works. And the only thing that's going to stand before the judgment seat of Christ is what you do for Christ. There's a lot of people ain't doing for Christ. They're doing for themselves. They say, they say, but they ain't doing God's work. They're doing their own work. They're trying to achieve everything on themselves. They're trying to get a, a reward and go to heaven uh, uh, and get rewards and they ain't even done nothing for Christ. There's a lot of people haven't grown in the church. There's a lot of people still babies in the church. There's a lot of people still adolescents in the church. I mean, Christians, Christians who repented of their sin, yet still they have a motivation to say, well, I'm going to hold on to this sin. I'm going to hold on to that sin. And God said, now, look, hey, come on now. He said, do you continue in sin? Paul said, no, God forbid. He said, well, sin abound, grace much more abound. God says, I want to give you an opportunity to be a witness for me. Be a witness. A day of Pentecost came. He told over 120 people, I want you to be a witness to me, for me to the utmost parts of the earth. That's what God wants today, the church to do. Be a witness. Tell the world. Tell your mama. Tell your daddy. Jesus Christ is the answer of all your problems. You having a whole lot of problems? You ain't obeying God. Yeah, you ain't obeying God. You want to go your way, you suffer the consequences. When you go your way, God said, all right, I'll, I'll give you a little slack. I'm, I'm going to be merciful to you. I'm gonna still going to take care of you, but you're going to have to take the, the punishment that you take on your own self. You do wrong, you're going to suffer for the wrong. You do right, you're going to be blessed for the right. Whatever man soweth, that shall he also reap. That go for both Christian and son. This is what it says. Whosoever therefore shall be a friend of the world is an enemy of God. Allow me once again make the statement that if the cross of Christ is not our object of faith, no matter how religious our efforts may be otherwise, it is still looked at by the Lord as friendship of the world. This means the believer in essence becomes the enemy of God. If you're a friend of the world, if you love, love all this hip-hop, all this your Beyonce, all this gambling, all this dancing, all this twerking, all this sex, sex escapades, all this adultery, all the fornication, all the homosexual, if you just, oh, it, it's all right, let them go, brother, and you, you love the world and what they're doing, guess what? You're an enemy of God. Any Christian, any Christian, the love of the world, that means the love of the Father is not in you. Because when you die, you're going to leave every bit of your stuff here. You ain't here but for a short time. You're like a leaf hanging on a tree. You got four seasons to cover. You got your you got your your your, your, your spring, you got your summer, you got your autumn, and you got your winter. And you like a leaf, you begin to fade away. Everything that you got fade away 
at the age of 50, 60, 70, 80, start fading away. You can't walk like you used to. You can't talk like you used to. You can't do what you used to. Why? You're fading away. And as you fade away, you ought to search your soul and make sure your soul is right with God through Jesus Christ. You better make sure that you know Jesus Christ for yourself. You better make sure you've been baptized with the Holy Ghost. You better make sure that you know, that you know, that you know, that you know you've been born again. If you've been born again, then you know that you won't have nothing to worry about because the Lord said, I'll never, I'll never leave you, neither will I forsake you. Lo, I'll be with you always, even to the end of the world. Listen to this. Listen to this. It's what it says. It's what it says. Here, verse 8. Do you think that the scripture says in vain? This refers to the Holy Spirit, which means that the word spirit should have been capitalized. The word lust here means to earnestly, passionately desire of what of what is he ever envious and what does he passionately desire. The Holy Spirit is envious of any control of the fallen nature might have over the believer and is passionately desirous that he control all of our thoughts, words, and deeds. He is desirous of having the believer depend upon him for his ministry to him so that he might discharge his responsibility to the one who has sent him Namely, God the Father. If you're a child of God, you've got a responsibility as a Christian, born-again believer, to what? Be responsible towards God. If you're responsible to God, God's going to make sure that you be able to show his glory to you and your attitude and to your conduct that you love ye one another. Because he said, I first love you. If a man say he loves God and hate his brother, he's a liar, and the truth is not in him. How can you love God? How can you love God? How can you love God whom you've never seen and your brother is right here? I'm not talking about just love your own kind. I'm talking about love the white man, love the black man, love the Chinese, love the Jews, love the Hispanic, love all. Why? Because for God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son, that whosoever believes in him should not perish but have everlasting life. Don't you know Jesus Christ didn't come to condemn the world, but through him the world might be saved. Through him the world might be saved. Good God Almighty, don't you know uh, living in a terrible time now, and time is running out, and the reason is running out because we're living in the last days. We're getting ready to close it out. Because people are not going to get back in church and be set on fire and do the work that God calls them. It's not. It's not. It's not going to come back as the day in the, in the day of Pentecost. That's not coming back. But people today, a lot of people resent going to church. Some people have been early in church. Some people say, "Oh, them church, them church folks ain't no better than I am." That's true. Ain't no better than you are, but they think they are. But they sinning too. They doing stuff that sometimes the world don't even do. And just because somebody say, Lord, Lord, don't mean they say, 
Jesus Christ said, many in that day, many in that day, many in that day would say, Lord, Lord, have not we prophesied in thy name, cast out devils in your name, and we heal the sick, Lord. Did we do a whole lot of ministry work? Or did we shout all over the place? Did we do this and do we that? And when the Lord looks at him, he said, depart from me, you workers of iniquity. I don't even know you. You're not, you're not on, you're not in my book. You're not in the Lamb Book of Life. You in the Lamb, you 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 in the book of death, and death means absence of Christ. You living in death. You just going by formality. You going by wicked spirit. Because let me tell you something. The devil can put on a big show. He ain't up but a showboat anyway. And he tries to be a copycat off of what God got. And what I mean by that? God got some strong preachers on the planet right now, strong preachers. And the devil got some false preachers. The devil got everything that God has in perverseness, crookedness, backbiting. The devil got everything. He got liars. He got everything. And he's doing, to call himself doing God's church work, and they're doing Satan's work. And Jesus Christ said, wait a minute, I don't know y'all. Y'all got to depart from me and be cast into outer darkness. There's a day coming. There's a day coming. You better be ready. Amen. This is what it says. It says, but he gives more grace, providing believers ever make the cross the object of his faith, by which grace comes from the Lord. Wherefore, he says, God resists the proud, proud heart. But give grace to the humble. God resists those who look to others than the cross. If you're not looking to the cross, if you're not looking for the great salvation once delivered into the sins, if you're not looking at what Christ done for you on Calvary's cross, then you need to humble yourself and bless those who humble themselves by looking strictly to Christ. And the cross, which develops humility, come and bow before the cross. People are not bowing before the cross. And look at the cross. Examine the cross. Survey the cross. Look at it. See what it, see, see what it looks like. You see a man hanging up there. Not an ordinary man, but you see God man. You see God hanging on the cross through his son, Jesus Christ. That was God in the flesh hanging on the cross. He did it by himself. He didn't need nobody else. He suffered. He suffered. Oh, did he suffer? You talking about suffering. You ain't suffered. I ain't. I mean, I suffered, but I ain't suffered like Jesus Christ did. He suffered. He was a man of sorrows, a cradle of grief. By his Christ, we were healed. By what he done, he took my sins. He took my backbiting, my whole bondage. He took all my lies. He took all that crap. Took all my unbelief. Took all that stuff and nailed it to the cross. 
And when he nailed it to the cross, he said, now this is what you got to do in order to know me. You got to repent of all that foolishness, all that old crap that you done done, and turn from your wicked ways and believe upon the name of the Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. And guess what? Thou shalt be saved. Saved from what? Saved from sin, death, hell, and the grave. God resists the proud, but gives grace to the humble. God resists those who look to that other, look to that other than the cross, and bless those who humble themselves, looking strictly to Christ and the cross, which develop humility. Submit yourself, therefore, to God. Resist the devil, and he will flee from you. Oh, no, people ain't resisting the devil. Some Christians ain't resisting the devil today. They're going on with the devil like, man, you my friend, you my main dude. I'm going to do what you tell me to do. I'm going to talk, take care of what Christ wants me to do later on. But let me tell you, God re, God, 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 God can uh, lift you up. God can bless you. You got to get it right. Resist the devil and he will flee from you. If we do this by strictly looking to Christ that he has done for us at the cross where Satan was totally defeated. Good God Almighty. If you look at the cross, look at the blood, look at the beating, look at the agony, look at the thirst, look at, 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 at how every joint was out of socket. Look how they pierced him in the side. Blood and water came out. Look how he called out, my God, my God, why hast thou forsaken me? Look what he said. Father, forgive them for they don't know what they're doing. Look what he did. Told the thief on the cross, from this day forward, you shall be with me. Look what he did. Save the man on the cross. Sanctify the man on the cross. And the Lord took him on the glory. And the man on the other side started complaining. Why why don't you get us off the cross? And then when you get off the cross, take us off the cross. And the man on the right side said, hey, this is a righteous man. This, this is the Lord God Almighty. This is the Son of God. Watch how you talk to him. And that shows you that there would be two kind of people. There's an unbeliever. And then there's a born-again believer. The unbeliever, a born-again believer. You can't be half and half. Either you've been born again or either you are lost. And all lost souls will be cast into the lake. This is what's getting ready to happen. This is the hour we're living in. It is treacherous. War is on the horizon. War! War is on the horizon. Russia is getting ready. Ukraine is getting ready. Israel is getting ready. NATO is getting ready. China is getting ready. Nations of the world are stocking up A-bombs and neutron bombs and all kinds of war weaponry. They're they're getting ready for war, my friends. War is coming. And the reason why war is coming, Jesus Christ said, 2,000 years ago, there shall be wars and wars and rumors of war. 
There shall be pestilence and diseases. There shall be all kinds of catastrophe that men's heart will fail them for the things that they see coming up on the earth. There'll be shootings and drive-in shootings, drive-by shootings. There'll be murders. There'll be rapes. There'll be all kinds of carnal savagery. Slaughterhouse, being being slaughtered, drug addict, homosexual, woo, incest, sodomites. God said it would get to a point that I would give them all to a reprobate mind that they would do the thing that I will drop them off. I won't bother them. And that's what we're seeing today. We're seeing that in our society. Our society is corrupt. Corrupt, corrupt. Bad news is coming. But on the other side of that bad news, good news is coming. Good news is coming. The world is getting ready to go into a new realm, a new realm. And that new realm, after the seven-year tribulation, we're getting ready to go into that blessed millennium reign where Jesus Christ will be on this earth. He will be, oh, my Lord, Jesus Christ will literally come to this earth. And he will run it under a theocracy government. In other words, how is God going to run a theocracy government? He's going to run a theocracy government where the Holy Spirit will cover the earth like the water covers the seas. This is what James is talking about. He's talking about in the end time. The church will have a falling away. And these people that are falling away are those that's outside of the church but going to church. They have not been born again, not been born again. They are going to a hypocritical form. They have... They have the Christian tribute. They have the Christian way. They know how to talk, but they have not been born again. Only those that have been born of God is stable. Only those are the Lord's going to keep. Because the Bible says, if you have not been sealed, sealed with the Holy Ghost, sealed with the Holy Spirit, sealed with the Comforter, you're none of his. A lot of people claim Christ, but the do Christ claim you? Woo! Lord have mercy. You better make sure. Amen. Jesus Christ claims you. And you can find out, but some, most likely it's going to be too late. Here's, here's the most unique way to find out that if you've been born again. One is if you love the brothers. If you love the brothers. That's a scripture that a lot of people have jumped over. If you say you love God, you love God now, and you hate your brother. You hate your black brother, you hate your white brother, you hate the Jews, you hate this. If you say you love God and hate your brother, you're a liar. All liars will be cast into the lake of fire. All liars. So you're a liar. Telling people you love God and you know God and you've been filled with the Holy Ghost and you jumping and shouting and you doing all that and you don't love your brother, you don't love the man next to you. 
You don't love those that you don't know. You don't love nobody. You love certain people. If you say you love God, you love everybody. I know. I know. Because God loves me, and I know in my heart I love everybody. I don't hate nobody. I hate the devil. That's one thing I hate him. I hate what he does. But I love everybody. And the love of God will pass all understanding. The love of God is forever. The love of God will never cease. There's one thing about God. God is love, and love always existed. But hate came to in existence. By who? By Lucifer. When Lucifer fell from heaven, he became a rebel. He became a rebel. He became a snake. He became a lion wonder. He became an angel of light. He became Lucifer. He was Lucifer until he became the dragon. He is a liar, and the truth is not in him. And hell was prepared for the devil and his angels. And his devil and his angels are making havoc of the world today. And guess what? Those that follow Lucifer, those that follow the devil, those that reject Jesus Christ as God Almighty in the flesh, died and rose again and walk on away from the shed blood of Jesus Christ and deny him and reject him and talk about him and lie on him and use his name in vain, guess what? You ain't been born again because if you've been born again, you won't use the Lord's name in vain. You won't be cussing and lying and cheating. Amen. If you are, something's wrong with your heart. Your heart ain't right. You're just a lying wonder because God's love is more powerful than anything on this planet. Ain't nothing more powerful than the love of God. He loved us. If, if, if God loved me, boy, that's a lot of love. That's a lot of love for he loved me so much that he was willing enough to come down here and die for me. Not for me only, but he came and died for the whole world that no man would perish. God don't want to see nobody go to hell. He ain't never sent nobody to hell. You go to hell, you sin yourself. You want to go. You don't care right now. You just want to say, hey, I'm going to have my fun. I'm going to have, but see, you ain't going to have no fun because that fun is going to run out. And hell is too hot. Hell is too long. Hell is too tormented. Hell is a place where you will only take five things with you. Five things you're going to take to hell with you. You're going to take your eyesight. You're going to take your smell. You're going to take your taste. You're going to take your, he- you're going to take your hearing. You're going to take your memory. You're going to remember everything that you heard from the true gospel. You're going to hear it. You're going to be tormented because you didn't receive it. You didn't receive the blood of Christ because of Christ, the blood of Christ conquered hell. Conquered hell. Jesus Christ says, I got the keys of death, hell, and the grave. And pretty soon, Satan will have to be bound up in the bottomless pit. But first, he has to come on the world scene through the Antichrist. I want to tell you right now, ladies and gentlemen, my friend, my brother, my co-worker, the saints of God, the Antichrist is on the planet. The Antichrist is on the planet. Trump is not the Antichrist. 
Barack Obama is not the Antichrist. None of these presidents have been the Antichrist. The ones before before them is not the Antichrist, but some of them have the spirit of the Antichrist, but they are not the Antichrist. The Antichrist, according to the book of Daniel, Daniel, the seventh chapter, the 25th verse, it tells me, tells me exactly where the Antichrist is coming and when he will arrive and what he will do and how long he will last, it will tell me all in the book of Daniel and Thessalonians in the book of Revelation. He will last seven years on this planet and he will have full control of the economical and the political and the religious government. He will move across the annals of time and he will become the dictator of the whole round world and he will he will rule United States, he will rule China, he will rule Russia, he will rule the kings of the earth, and he will be the devil himself in the flesh. In the flesh. The devil said, I need a copycat. I want a copy off of I want a copy off of God. I want to send my Messiah down here. And guess what? The Messiah is alive. Jesus Christ, the Messiah, the Son of God, came down here through 42 generations, born in a manger, wrapped in swatted clothes, stayed here 33 and one half years, did miracles, walked on the water, cast out devils, fed by a thousand. He did miracles like never before. And the world was saying, is this the one? Oh, my God, you know this is the one, because there's no other man written in history from here to eternity that did what Jesus Christ did. And the devil said, I'm going to do that, too. I want to do some miracles when I come. I'm going to prophesy when I come. I'm going to make fire come down out of heaven when I come. The devil said, I can't wait. But between me waiting, I'm going to get the world in a frenzy. I'm going to try to turn everybody away. Listen. I'm going to try to turn everybody away from the cross. Come on now. I'm going to try to turn everybody away from the cross. And we got religions today that have turned away from the cross. Uh Uh-oh, Lord have mercy. You said what you said, preacher. I'm saying that the world today was the nomination. And all these occultisms, guess what they're doing? I'm going to tell you what they're doing. They're turning away from the cross. They're turning away from the Messiah. They're turning away from Jesus Christ, God's Son, only Son, God Himself. They're turning away from Him. And by their turning away from Him, the devil said, the only way that I can damn your soul, the only way that I can deceive the world is to deceive the world to make them believe, make them believe that there's no power in the blood of Jesus Christ. There's no power in the cross of Jesus Christ. There's no power in the cross because I know, Satan knows, Satan knows if you come to the cross and repent of your sins and confess to the Lord Jesus Christ that you are a sinner 
and that you need Christ in your life. You can be saved from sin. You can be saved from sin. Sin is what damns your soul. Sin is what calls you to be cast into the lake. But God is so merciful, so merciful, and so kind, and so rich. Every time a soul dies without Christ, it grieves the Lord Jesus. It grieves him. Every time a soul dies without Christ, it grieves the Lord. Why? Because that person rejected him. And by him rejecting Jesus Christ, he was willing enough to live in sin and reject the love of Jesus Christ, die and go to hell. So that's what I'm saying. God has never dropped anybody in hell. The only way you can drop in hell is you drop yourself. When you turn your back, on the Lord and Savior Jesus Christ, you give up your soul and your right to go to heaven because you must be washed. You must be sanctified. Sanctified means to be set apart from sin. And the blood of Jesus Christ is the only thing that can set you apart from sin. Justification justifies you, makes you right with God. You have peace with God. You love God now. You've been justified, sanctified, edified. Woo! And now you're ready, amen, to make your stand for the righteousness of God. When you make your stand for the righteousness of God, God will make you exactly the way he wants you to be. And that is be a light to the world, be a light to the world. You become a light to the world, you will be on God's turf. You will be on God's turf. My friends, this is real. This is real. I'm serious. This is real. I'm telling you right now, you need to know who Christ is. We're living in a war-torn world. What's getting ready to happen in these 2023, the Jews are preparing to build a temple. They're working on it. They're preparing the five red helpers they have. They're working on it. They're getting their high priest ready. They're working on it. They're trying to bring back Judaism, and Judaism has been eliminated at the cross. There is no more often sacrifices in animals no more, but the Jews want to bring it back and say that this is still in effect for salvation, and it's not. Jesus Christ is the only salvation because he is the slain lamb, slain before the foundations of the world. And since he's been slain, died, and came back from the grave, we go to Jesus. We don't go to lambs and turtle doves and bull rocks. We don't go into the uh, temple no more 
amen, to offer sacrifices. Why? Jesus Christ did all the sacrifices 2,000 years ago. Now he's telling everybody, boys and girls, ugly and pretty, black and white, Chinese, Japanese, to come to him. Fall at the foot of the cross. Humble yourself. And guess what? Salvation can come. Salvation can't, cannot come unless you want it. You want it. I want to be saved. I want to be sanctified. I want to be cleansed. Why? Because I got a God to serve. And I know and I believe that he loves me enough. I want Christ to save me. You got to want to be. If you don't want to be saved and you don't go half-hearted, you better leave it alone. You better leave it alone. Until you make up your mind and your heart and your soul and your spirit and your everything and say, Lord, I know I'm a rotten, low-down sinner. I need you right now. I need to quit having a form of God's name. Got no power. I don't love nobody. I'm always talking about somebody. I smoke. I drink. I lie. I cheat. I steal. I'm singing on the choir. I'm shaking the preacher's hand. I've been baptized. I've been changed. Oh, no, you haven't. The Bible says, therefore, if a man be in Christ, he's a new creature. Old things have passed away. Behold, everything is new. You're a new creature. You're supposed to be a new creature. But what are we living in now? We're living in our last day. We're living in that day. We're getting close to it. But before we live in that, that last day come, as I was saying, the Antichrist is here. And Daniel talked about us in the 725 of Daniel. I think last week I talked about the ten toes and the ten horns and the ten crowns. This, this is speaking of the last days. The ten toes represent the last days. The horn represents power. The crown represents authority. And we talk about the ten kings, which represent ten kingdoms. The ten kingdoms are already here. The ten kings. Uh, 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 goes with the ten horns. The ten horns, they turn from kings to ten kings to ten horns. And the ten toes represent the ten European common market, which now Daniel saw. I didn't see it. I read it, and I looked at it, and I examined it, and I studied it. I studied through the Botanica, and I studied through the Whitaker Cyclopedia, and I studied through commentaries reading and going back over and over and over again, getting it right. Why? I come up with one thing, the 11th horn. Who is the 11th horn? The 11th horn is the 11th country. It came into what? Came into the European common market in 1986. 1986, 1986, Spain became the 11th horn. And Daniel saw. This is what Daniel saw. And I studied that. I went over it. I said, Lord, sanctify this, and when I go out there and preach this gospel, I know what I'm talking about. And guess what? Spain is the 11th horn, and the 11th horn had eyes like a man and spoke great pains against the Most High, representing the Antichrist, which is the 11th horn, which is Spain. And in Spain, the son of Juan Carlos, his son became the king of Spain in 2014. 2014 is the year that President President uh, Trump said uh, Jerusalem needs some help. Jerusalem needs to become the uh, uh, the capital of of Israel. And President 
President Trump said, I'm desperate. I'm going to make and make sure that the, the embassy be changed from Tel Aviv to Jerusalem, and he changed it, and now Jerusalem is the capital of Israel. And since it's the capital, the Jews are back into the land now, and they said that Jerusalem is going to be the city in which Jesus Christ will rule and reign. Jerusalem will be the place in where the temple will be built. And when the temple is built, the Antichrist will come on the scene. And when he comes on the scene, he's going to make a covenant with the Jewish people. And when he makes this covenant with the Jewish people, which is coming up on which is coming up on the schedule right now. And when he make that covenant, they tell me he can't make the covenant until the trumps blow. And when the trumps blow, the Bible says the dead in Christ shall rise, and we that remain alive shall be called to meet the Lord in the air. And when they blow, good God Almighty, they tell me the dead in the grave are going to be changed to from immortal bodies to immortality. And then after the rapture of the church is, uh, uh, after the rapture of the church, the Antichrist will come on and he will sign a seven-year covenant with the Jewish people, promising them that they will be protected by the Antichrist. And the Jews are going to believe that this is Jesus. Mm-hmm. Good God, oh man. but this is not Jesus. This is the Antichrist. And the Antichrist is going to, Tell them to build a temple, and the Jews are going to say, yes, this is what we've been waiting for for 2,600 years. Because we already done built two temples, and they've been torn down. And one was torn down during the Babylonians, and the other has been torn down in 70 A.D. And they tell me 70 A.D., Jerusalem was ransacked. And since 70 A.D. until 2023, they tell me they're looking for a temple, and they're going to start building pretty soon because they got the material. And they tell me when the trumpet blows and this mortal body put on immortality, and they tell me my soul will be fitted for the sky. And when I leave this old world, I can say bye-bye, good night. I'm on my way. Where am I going? I'm gone. I'm going to see Jesus. Uh, I'm going to see my maker, my creator. I'm going to see the rose of Sharon and Lily of the Valley. I'm going to see the rock of marble ages. I'm going to see the shelter and my bread. I'm going to see the living water. Lord have mercy. And when I see him, uh, I'm going to shout. Oh, yes, I am. I'm going to meet him in the clouds and in the stars. And then I'm going to meet him on the other side of the quasars. I'm going to meet him on the other side of Jupiter. Yes, I am. And when I get there, they tell me I got to stop by the judgment seat of Christ. When I stop by the judgment seat of Christ, I'm going to be judged for my works that I've done down here. Yeah, I'm going to be judged on the works that I've done for Jesus Christ because one thing about it, I'm not working for Satan no more. I quit him. I let him go. I don't need him now because one thing about it, I've got something way better Mm-hmm. I'm a fine-looking girlfriend. I got something better than drinking and lying and cheating. I got something better than anything that I ever had. I got a living water, and I got an eternal life. <laughs> I got eternal life. I'm going to never die. 
I'm not going to die. I'm going to die once. I'm going to die. I, I might die if Christ don't come before I die. But if he comes before I die, I'm going to be caught up. But after I know I die, I'm going to see Jesus. Don't you want to see him? Don't you want to see him? What does the world have to offer you? What do anybody have to offer you other than Christ? Hey, the devil ain't got nothing to offer you. Nothing. Oh, you got a new car. Oh, you got a new house. Oh, you got a new pair of shoes. You got a new sock. You got a new necktie. You got this. You got that. You got fame and glory. You got, that ain't nothing because this let me tell you. If a man dies, shall he live again? Joe said, yeah, I'm going to wait till my change comes. All the days of my appointed time, I'm going to wait for my Redeemer to come. And when he comes, I'm going to see him because he's going to stand up on the earth in the latter of days. Yes, he is. Yes, he is. My friend Satan running out. This is that Christ I'm talking about? What he's going to do, he's going to come on a peace platform. He's coming on a peace platform. And I don't know if you study Jewish history and Jewish prophecy, but this thing going on in Jerusalem right now, it'll boggle your mind. The Euphrates River is drying up. And in the Euphrates River, in the book of Revelation, it talks about four angels underneath the ground over there in Iraq. Underneath the ground, there are four angels bound up in the Euphrates River. And the Euphrates River is drying up, preparing for the kings of the east cross over. Who is the kings of the east? The kings of the east is Red China. Red China. They tell me during the tribulation period, these four angels are going to be set loose and they're going to gather two million men and they're going to slay one third. One third of the population. One third of the population. Millions of people will die from the slaughter of these angelic demonic spirits that will be set loose in the Euphrates River. Oh, my God, judgment is coming. With a quick time to play Sunday school and church meeting is almost over. It's time to fall on your sin, bend the knees, and call on the name of Jesus Christ. Because without Christ, you ain't going to make it. You ain't going to make it. You ain't going to make it. I know you ain't going to make it. You ain't make it because, number one, the only one that can get you through is Christ. And if you haven't accepted him as your personal Savior, your personal Savior, I can't save you, your mama can't save you, your daddy can't save you, your girlfriend, your boyfriend can't save you, the welfare department can't save you, tax income tax can't save you, nothing to save you. What are you waiting for? You need to say, Lord, I give up. I surrender all. I can see what the world is coming to. I can feel what the world is coming to. It's all on the TV set. Killing and murdering and superheroes and people lying, jumping through the air, leaping through the air, witchcraft, voodoo, hoodoo. People worshiping demon spirits out of the pits of hell. Witches are all across the United States. And the Bible says to be stubborn is next to witchcraft. So we got a lot of witches, male and female, witches, stubborn, don't want to turn to God, don't want to call on his sweet name, don't want to humble yourself, 
want to do your own things. Don't believe there's a God. And those that do believe in the God said he ain't going to do nothing. No, no, you might think he ain't going to do nothing. But the Lord said, vengeance is mine. I shall repay. I'm going to pay you what you've done against me. I'm going to pay you what you said against me. I'm going to pay you for rejecting me. I'm going to pay you everything that you deserve because you rejected me when I was willing enough to give you mercy that passes all understanding. I was willing enough to save you from the sin and death, hell, and the grave, and you rejected, so you got to pay for your own sin. I ain't paying for my own sin. No, 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 no. No. I ain't paying for my own sin. I gave my sins to Jesus Christ a long time ago. Long time ago, I told the Lord to save me at nine years old. And I've been saved ever since then. I ain't been perfect. I ain't been all this. And I ain't been all this. But I know one thing. He saved me. And he kept me till I'm 78 years old. And still, still preaching the gospel. I've been preaching ever since I was 21 years old. And God still brought me. And I'm coming right on down the line now. The Antichrist is alive. His name is called King Philippe. King Philippe. The king of Spain. A little information on Spain. Spain descendants came from Esau. Esau is the father of the Spanish people. And Jacob is the father of Israel. And when Jacob and Esau came out of Rebekah's womb, Jacob had a hold of Esau's heel. So they are brothers and sisters. They are brothers and sisters. And Esau wanted to kill Jacob. He wanted to eliminate Jacob because Jacob took stole everything he had. He was a conniver. And Esau was a rejecter. He rejected his birthright. He gave up his birthright. His mother plotted that Jacob would get all the inheritance of Esau, and Esau found out, and Esau said, I'm going to kill him. I'm going to kill every one of them. I'm going to kill the kids. I'm going to kill the children. I'm going to kill all his concubines. I'm going to kill them. And in that day, it was called Jacob's subtle. Jacob's subtle. And in the end time, it's called Jacob Trouble again in the book of Isaiah, 31st chapter, 7th verse. The time of Jacob Trouble is when Israel comes under the hand of the Antichrist, and the Antichrist will try to literally destroy every Jew, every Jew on the planet. But he won't be able to do it because God said, I'm going to hide a remnant. I'm going to hide a remnant in Petra. I'm going to hide a remnant out of Edom and Moab. I'm going to hide them for 1,260 days, and I'm going to bring them back, and I'm going to sit them down at the foot of the Mount of Olives, and I'm going to identify myself and let them know I am. I am your Messiah. And he's going to put up his hand on the top of Mount and say that the Jews are going to look at him. The women of Jews are going to look at him and say, where did you get your wounds from? And Jesus is going to roar out of Zion and say, I got him from the household of my friends. And the 
scale of unbelief is going to fall from their eyes at the end of the tribulation period. And they are going to cry and weep for 30 days. The families of Israel are going to weep for 30 days. 30 days they're going to cry and their eyes are going to be open and recognize their Messiah. And then they're going to go into millennium reign. And Jesus Christ will put Israel as the head of all nations. Hallelujah. Praise God. Good God Almighty. Woo! This is awesome. This is awesome. The world is in a rotten state. It's in intensive care. I'm here to tell you tonight, the computers are getting warm. All the YouTube and Twitters and all these icons of communication is going to be a world witness. And God said when the church leaves, I got something for the world that's going to turn the world upside down. I'm going I'm to I'm show the world who they've been dealing with, who they've been talking about. I'm going to show the world who I am. I'm going to sanctify myself. I've been crucified, but now I'm going to sanctify. And he's going to prove to the world that I'm going to show the world that the Jews are my chosen people because he said after the church is gone and we're sitting in heaven, he said I'm going to send 144,000 of men, evangelists, virgins, going to preach the gospel for three and one half years. From one January to another January to another January to another January and a half a year. Three and one half years, 1,260 days, 42 months and times and times and divided times. I'm going to let my Jewish people, my Jewish nation, preach the gospel of Jesus Christ, which will be Jesus Christ died and rose again. He's coming back to set up what? A millennial kingdom. A kingdom in which God will rule and reign. A kingdom where there won't be no more killing and murdering. If there's going to be anything, there'll be one sin God will have to deal with during the millennium reign. And that's the sin of unbelief. And Satan, good God Almighty, Satan, after the Antichrist, amen, after 144,000 Preached of God for three and one half years. At the end of the first three and one half years, they tell me John the Revelator, John the one that wrote the book of Revelation, which reveals Jesus Christ. He said, I saw a number that no man can number. He said, Where did these come from and who are they? Because John recognized that the church was gone. He recognized that the church was in heaven. Now we see a number that no man can number. Where did these come from and who are they? Well, he said, These are they that came to great trials and tribulation. These are they that hear the gospel of the Jewish people, and now they are in heaven. Now they're in heaven, and now they have done their job, and it turns the world upside down, and they tell me it's a number. Oh, it'll be a number that no man can number. No man can number. And the world will be revealed that the Jewish people is God's chosen people. And then in the middle of the tribulation, the Antichrist will have rule for three and one half years. Now he breaks the covenant. He breaks the covenant. 
He breaks the covenant with the Jews, which was a promised lie that he told in the beginning. He broke it in the middle of the tribulation, and by before he broke it, he was assassinated. A deadly wound to the head killed the Antichrist. Killed him. And so Satan said, I've got to do this miracle because this miracle will be the greatest miracle I ever done. And that miracle would he done, he would be assassinated, a deadly wound toward the head. The deadly wound was healed, which means that he would be resurrected. The 12th chapter of Revelation gives us a picture of a war in heaven, a galactical divine spiritual war where Michael and his angels, righteous angels, good angels, will fight against the dragon and his angels, and Satan will come out of first and second heaven. He will be cast to the earth. When he's cast to the earth, all his UFOs and his demons and his devils and the Nephilims, the Nephilims and all these wicked demons that's bound up, they will be cast to the earth. When they're cast to the earth, they will invade the earth. Oh, y'all don't listen. Y'all ain't listening to me. Listen to me. I love you. I love every one of you out there. Oh, I love you so much. I'm trying to get to you. I'm trying to get to see you. The time is wasting away. Don't waste your time. Seek the Lord while he may be found. The demons will fight against Michael, his angels, and Satan will no longer be in first and second heaven. He will be cast down to earth and all of his vehicles, which are Saucers, flying saucers. They are not aliens. They are demons. And they will invade the earth and take over the earth for seven years. And Satan will be assassinated. He will be resurrected from the dead by the fall of Satan in the 12th chapter of Revelation. When he falls to earth, he will literally have God's permission to re-enter the Antichrist and raise him. Good God Almighty, this is what he's going to do. He's going to raise the Antichrist from the dead. It will be televised. It will be real life. It will be the most miracle that Satan has ever done is to raise a dead man from the grave. And when he comes back from the grave, he will consider himself as being God Almighty. That's the beast that will rise up out of the sea. And he will say, I am God Almighty. He will go into the Jewish temple and stop the sacrifices and offerings. He will remove the ark of the covenant. He will take the cattle and everything and told them to get out of there. I am God. I will sit in the most holy place and claim the abomination desolation. The last three and one half years on this earth will be hell on earth before they go to England. It will be hell on earth. Satan will have the whole world wondering after the Antichrist, which is the beast. He will kick off the Mark 666. The mark of the beast will begin in the middle of the tribulation. In the middle of the tribulation, they will say, they will tell the people of the world from Jerusalem, we are going to start a new world set. 
we're going to reset the government. And the Antichrist will set up a idol. He will set up the image of the beast, half man and half computer. And they will make a executive order by saying we are going to mark everybody in order for them to buy or sell, they must receive a mark on their right hand or on their forehead, and when they receive it, they will be able to buy and sell. If you don't receive the mark of the beast, you will not be able to buy or sell, and you will be beheaded. You will be a martyr. You will be killed because you refuse to bow down at the idol. You refuse to bow down at Lucifer, you refuse to bow down at the prophet and all those that be with him. And the Bible tells me, and the whole world wondered after the beast. In other words, the majority of the population of the earth will follow the beast. They will receive a mark in order for them to buy and sell. The Bitcoin and cash in society is almost here. All the computers are setting it up right now. They'll set it up to depopulate the earth. They'll set it up through the Illuminatis. They'll set it up through the Luciferians. They'll set it up through the Kabbalists. They're setting up my secret society. They're setting up in every aspect of the demonic world and the demonic realm of Satan himself because he wants to be like God, talk like God, do the miracles of God. He wants to be like the great Elohim. He wants to be like the great Jehovah Jireh. He wants to be like God, but he never will be able to be like God because he's not God. He was created by God, and by him created by God, he tried to overthrow God on man. And he's still trying to overthrow God Almighty. And he got man. He got man that God made. I'm just, I'm, I'm just on like this. He got man rebelling against God, and man don't have a sense enough what the Bible says. What is man that thou shalt be mindful of him? Or the son is man that thou shalt visit him? He made a little Lord and an angel, and he was crowned with glory. Man is the dust of the earth. He's made out of dust. And God breathed into his nostrils, and he became a living soul. And God gave him the dominion over the earth and, 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 and over the sea and over the animals. And Satan said, no, I want it. I want it. And he took man and turned God's creation and took man in to rebel against God. And we know, without the Bible, without me telling you, the Bible says there's going to be a whole lot of people going to hell. Lord, have mercy. Oh, I didn't say it. I don't, I didn't, I don't, even, I don't even predict it. But the Bible says it. The Bible said it. You better believe it. Majority of the people of this generation and this time that we're living in is on their way to hell. I say that in love. I don't say that in anger. I say that in love. Don't go to hell. Don't go. Believe on the Lord Jesus Christ. Because the world is saying preaching of the cross to those that perish is foolishness. And the world believes that the birth of Jesus Christ, the miracles in Jesus Christ, 
the suffering of Jesus Christ, the death of Jesus Christ, the burial of Jesus Christ, the resurrection of Jesus Christ, the, the, the ascension of Jesus Christ, and the return of Jesus Christ is foolishness. That's what they're saying. It's a bunch of hogwash. Don't believe in that crap. That's what the world's saying. And I can say it ain't crap because I know the man. I know who he is. I know where he came from. Oh, now. Uh, I can tell you where he came from. He came from nowhere because he's everywhere. And since he's everywhere, where where is the place that he hasn't been? He's already there. Oh, he's self-existent. Don't need nobody. Nobody tell him what to do. Nobody tell him what to go because he can't go nowhere. He's everywhere. He's everywhere until he comes into your life. He's not everywhere. Until Jesus Christ comes into your life, he's not everywhere. Why don't you come to him tonight? Why don't you fall on your knees right now? I hope you have heard something that will penetrate your heart to recognize the word of God is right. I didn't make up this. I come straight from the word of God. Everything I say comes from the word of God. I ain't jiving. I ain't shucking and jiving. And I ain't charging you nothing to listen to this. You can listen to it and accept it, or you can listen to it and reject it. That's your choice. Make the right choice. Choose Jesus. Oh, do he loves you. I know you don't see him, but he's a spirit. And those that worship him must worship him in spirit and in truth. And God to say without faith is impossible to please God. The Bible says, now faith is the substance of things hoped for, for the evidence of things not seen. Without faith, it's impossible to please God. You can't please God without faith. If you don't have no faith, you can't please God. You must believe that he is and that he is a rewarder for those that diligently seek him. Seek him now. Because if you die tonight, and I hope you don't. If you die tonight without Christ, I'll guarantee you without a shadow of a doubt, you're going to lift up your eyes in hell. And I guarantee you, if you accept Jesus Christ tonight and you die tonight and you repent of your sins and believe on the Lord Jesus Christ and you die tonight by accepting him, I guarantee you, you look lift up your eyes in hell. Where there will be no more no more sin. There will be no more dark clouds, no more pains and heartaches and backaches, no more getting old, no more walking on concrete and asphalt and gravel. You'll be walking on the streets of gold. You'll see Jesus. You'll see all the prophets. you see the loved ones that you have. If you have any loved ones, your mom and daddy, your sister or brother will say, guess what? If you get saved, guess what? Ooh, you'll see them again. But if you don't, Get saved. You ain't going to see him no more. No more will you ever live a glimpse of it. That's why I say get saved. Receive Christ tonight. Jesus loves you. Yes, I know. For the Bible tells me so. Come to Jesus right now. Come to Jesus. Come to Jesus. Come to Jesus. 
Just now, just now, come to Jesus, come to Jesus, just now, he will save, he will save, he will save, just now, just now, he will save you. He will save just now. Only trust him. Only trust him. Only trust him just now. Just now. Only trust him. Only trust him just now. You need it tonight. This is Elder Bazaar. I've got about 10 minutes left. I hope you're listening. I hope you tell somebody else about Watchmen on the Wall. Just listen for a little bit. Something might catch a hold of your heart and turn you around. You might get an understanding of what and who is God and how much he loves you, how much he's willing enough to save you tonight. Millions of people will die tonight, like I said before, in their bed, in the hospital bed, in prisons, in the same side. Somebody going to die tonight. Somebody going to be born. It's like a vicious circle going around. For 6,000 years, the world has been in a circle, born and die, born and die, born and die. Go, go through life, born and die. But as you go through life, maybe. Make make no mistake about this. Please don't. Please don't make no mistake about this. Make a change to Christ. Make a decision that you're going to make. Call on the name of the Lord right now. Call on him. Tell him your situation. Tell him not what you want, but what you need. You need him. Basically, basically you need him, period. You don't need to try to be planning out what your future will be like. Let Jesus Christ take your future because he is past, present, and future. I know where I'm going. I know where I'm headed. I know my past. I know my present. I know that he is able to keep that which I've committed to him against that day. Make a choice tonight. You won't be sorry. You won't be sad. You will be glad. You talking about the land when you come from darkness into the marvelous light. Jesus Christ is the light. He is the way. He is a living Savior. He lives today. He'll be living tomorrow and he'll be living all through eternity. Where there will be no end. Where there will be always a Sabbath day. Well, there won't be no more goodbyes. It'll always be howdy, 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 where everybody will be happy for the rest of eternity. And eternity means forever and ever and ever and ever. You need him tonight. All the living you're trying to do to get a joy bug or get your cookies or all the good times you think you can have by drinking and taking drugs and 
All that stuff is damnable to your soul. If you want a new drink, try living water. Jesus Christ is that living water. He's a bread for your soul. This is it. This is what's been on the wall in time, global late ministry. I preach saved Jesus and him crucified. In time, eschatology, the close of the age. And the close of the age of the church is at the rapture. The church will be finished with their job at the rapture. I'm doing all I can to get the word out. I want to continue on getting the word out. I know the devil's been trying to stop me. He's been trying to say, oh, you're just going over same old thing, same old thing. Ain't nobody listening to you. That's what he's telling me, but I don't believe it. Somebody, somebody, somebody somewhere is listening. Somewhere that I can get to their soul that Christ loves you. Yes, I want you to go to church, but this don't think church going to church is going to save you. I can't go in a mechanic's garage and come out a mechanic. Just going to church don't mean you're going to come out a Christian. Where you got to go? I got to go to Calvary. I got to go to Calvary. I got to go where the blood was shed. I got to go where he called out, my God, my God, my God, why has thou forsaken me? I got to go where the blood is screaming down. I got to go and look at his face until it was disfigured and beaten beyond recognition. I got to go uh, where the nail prints were put to his feet. I got to go where the spear pierced his side. Look at it. Look at it. Look at it. He did it all for you. He did it all for me. That I could ask him to come into my life and change me. I'm tired of this old rotten life. I'm tired of this same old thing. I'm tired of hearing all this chilling and murdering and raping. I'm tired of the TV set because it ain't got nothing on it but foolishness. I'm tired of seeing all this just sex rampaging and folks raping and killing and putting people in barrels and killing babies. I'm tired. Lord, this world is in a mess. Save my soul from it. And guess what? He'll save you. He'll save you. He will save you. I guarantee he'll save you. If you don't get saved, it won't be my fault and it won't be God's fault. It'll be your fault. If you just will repent and be sorry for who you are and what you are. I'm sorry every day. I sin some way in every day. I don't practice it, but I sin. Sometimes I fear. Sometimes I doubt. Sometimes I get a little lazy. Sometimes I don't say the right thing. Sometimes I get angry. So, hey, that's all in. That's all in living. But one thing about it, I'm saved. The devil can't get me to do nothing I don't want to do. I have power over him through Christ. Power over him. He don't dictate to me like he used to. He don't hang around to like he used to. Every once in a while he'll come and go and come and go, but I say, hey, where you going? He'll say up and down the earth, see who I made a vow. All right, keep on trucking. 
Jesus loves you tonight. Jesus loves you tonight. He's coming again. I put my life on the line. I am putting my life on the line. The man is coming again. And I believe with my heart, with my mind, with my soul, I believe he'll be here at the end of 2023. Because when you start seeing Russia and Israel and Iran and Iraq, when you start seeing the temple being built, when you see all that coming, it's not far off. It's right on cue. And God is a timely God. He's never late. He's on time. If you don't get caught in the rapture, one thing about it, you're going to have to go through the tribulation period. And the first thing you ought to do, if you, if you go if you live here and go to the tribulation, then you're going to have a decision to make. You better get your heart right. But it's the mercy of God. Listen to this, and I'm going to close. It's a mercy of God that God used Israel for the last seven years. Who is so merciful that God is going to use Israel for the last seven years to preach the gospel so many people can get saved at the last minute? If you get caught in the tribulation period, remember the 144,000 is your way to escape the wrath of God to the message that they, that they are going to carry. They're going to tell you Jesus Christ is Lord. He died and rose again, and he's coming back soon to set up the millennial kingdom. And that will be about seven years away from the time they start preaching. And it's going to be Jewish that preach the last gospel message of the kingdom. The church's job is to preach the gospel of grace. So when grace We'll back off a little bit, and the gospel of the kingdom come. God is going to God is going to mix during the tribulation period. He's going to mix grace with wrath. Grace. He's going to, he's going to bring wrath, then he's going to let up and let the gospel be preached. He's going to bring wrath because there's 28 judges that's going to fall on the earth, and it's going to be terrible. It's going to be awesome. It's going to be mind-boggling. Don't. Let your soul be lost. I love you so much out there. Tell somebody else about Watchmen on the Wall. Because as we go into 2023, you are going to see some things that I have mentioned to you that you're going to say, yes, I heard that, I heard that, I heard it. And I hope you can get one of your friends or tell them what station that I'm on so they can hear the gospel. I'm not after your money. I'm not after fame and glory. I'm not after nothing but one thing, souls. Souls come to Christ. God's going to bless you. I want you to continue to pray for me that I go strong in the Lord as we go into 2023. January is almost over. We're going into February. I'm marking it on my calendar. I'm going into February, and we'll see what February is going to bring. But a lot of prophets that have been fooled in Jan- been fulfilled in January and more to be fulfilled. This is Elder Bazaar coming to you from Warren, Ohio. 